0: trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market.
1: Download the new Bumble now.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Hunting Gear Podcast. We got a good one today. My buddy Nate Thomas from the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast is on, and we are going to recommend three, each of us, we're each going to recommend three products for new hunters and three products for a seasoned hunter and it's a fun episode we talk about base layers socks boots we talk about hunting apps we talk about uh what else did we talk about uh arrows we talk about clothing we talk about e-bikes you know a whole bunch of just crazy stuff uh so it's that as far as the content is concerned it's a really good conversation it's fun and uh, it might be something that you uh you want to take a look at Next on the docket here on my bullet list is we got to talk about uh, partners. If you're looking for a saddle, go check out Tethered Saddle Hunting, uh, TetheredNation.com. Uh, these guys not only have the 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 best content out there from any saddle company, in my opinion, that will actually you know you get their product and then they're actually going to train you how to use it properly and put you in. You know, make it comfortable. Make saddle hunting what it is, and that's the ultimate in mobility. Uh, so, uh, go check out Tethered. They have saddles, they have platforms, they have climbing uh, climbing sticks, and they also have all your all the accessories that you could want. Next is Hunt Stand. Uh, we actually talk about this on the podcast today. So, Hunt Stand is a, a mobile hunting app you have on your phone. It allows you to document journal it allows you to e-scout has maps i mean a whole bunch of different things and without me getting into it too deep what i would strongly recommend is going to huntstand.com reading up on all the functionality including their new pro whitetail platform that they've just introduced it's it's killer man and uh, i don't know what i would do without it without these these hunting apps so uh, go check out Hunt stand and uh, actually listen to this podcast because there's a lot of information about Hunt stand when I when I recommend it uh, later. Uh, next on the list is Tacticam. Uh, Tacticam has their new 6.0 version that can be mounted to a gun or, or a bow. The 6.0 has image stabilization. It has uh, 4k. It has a big LC, I should not big, but it has got an LCD screen on it so you can, see what you're you know what you've recorded and so it's badass man it, it's taken the action cam to the next level especially for the hunter when you can uh when you can do that so uh, it's a great it's a great product and if you'd like to film your hunts man think about the uh, 6.0 from tacticam and then lastly uh what i want to say is if you're if if conservation if you think about conservation you need to think about two percent for uh conservation it's a plat it's uh conservation effort that i use here on the uh that we fight for here and we are certified through on the sportsman's empire so without that without getting too deep into the weeds you're going to hear me talk about this a lot more in 2023 but two percent for conservation go visit fishinwildlife.org and learn about how you can uh, give back to conservation efforts that you want to give back to uh, whether that's birds whether that's deer, whether that's turkey, whether that's quail, whether it's bumblebees, whether it's flowers, as long as it's a conservation effort, you can get 2% certified, not only individually, but on your, uh, if you have a business, your business can get certified as well. A lot of cool things that go with that. So 2% for conservation, fishandwildlife.org. Those are the commercials that I want to do today. Those are the partners I want to to preach about, represent. Now, let's get into today's episode with Nate Thomas on the Missouri Woods and Water podcast. And we're going to talk about uh, six pieces of gear that we would recommend. Three, two, one. All right. Once again, on the podcast, we have Nate Thomas from the Missouri Woods and Water podcast. Man, what's up? What's up, dude? Did uh, Santa give you all of your uh, hunting gear wish list for Christmas?
1: Uh, yes, I got a dehydrator. Nice. Which is not on my list today, but that's a, that's actually a good one. And um, I actually just picked up my suppressor that I've been waiting longer for than I waited for any of my children.
0: So, <laughs> uh, What kind of suppressor? And is it for, let me guess, uh, predator hunting?
1: It is, yes, it is for predator hunting. It'll be used for deer hunting from now on too, if I use a rifle. Yeah. Um, But it is, it's a rugged razor. It's just, I don't know a whole lot about the different brands. That's the one I picked a year ago. So yeah. Yeah. excited to finally get to use it.
0: Yeah. So I don't know anything about guns. Like I, I, I I have a, I own one, well, I own two guns. I own a single shot 22 rifle that you have to like put a little cover pull a little cover back slide a single 22 shell Mm -hmm. in there i mean it's old i got it from my i got it from my step grandma um and then i own a a 20 gauge mossberg pump and a pump uh shotgun and so those are the only two guns i have but i i need to step my gun game up i think
1: it's an addicting game. I'd be careful what you wish for. Yeah.
0: So why? Uh, why did you? What? What does this a suppressor even do? A
1: suppressor is literally a tool. Um, it's just funny to me that we have to, you know, go through all these hoops and stuff for a tool. But um, what a tool a suppressor does is basically two main things. It's it's hearing protection more than anything. It keeps you from having to put you know earmuffs on or earplugs in anymore it it does not sound like the stupid hollywood movies make it sound where it's just like you don't hear anything you like a silencer like right that's yeah. that that, that is even real that doesn't actually yeah. happen yeah um and then they help with recoil so when you are on a target let's say for instance a coyote and you shoot you don't have much back or recoil uh, almost none so you can stay on that target if you need to you know continue
0: a follow so follow-up shot
1: yeah so in the predator hunting world um, now that I've hunted with one before because uh, I hunted with you know my brother-in-law before they had one I'll never hunt with that one yeah. so I'm excited that I'm a big boy and I've got my own now yeah and that's gonna be
0: the next the next one of the podcasts I'm, I'm gonna do here in late January and February I don't know anything about predator hunting and so I want you to come back on and talk about predator gear that is essential for predator hunting so uh just be aware i'm gonna text you last minute (laughs) again someday and be like hey can you do a podcast
1: (laughs) dude that's that's another rabbit hole too because you can spend money on predator hunting just like deer hunting just like duck hunting like it it's it's an expensive hobby too yeah yeah
0: and so that kind of transitions into today's uh, topic and recommended products for not only new hunters but seasoned hunters as well and i want to just keep it to three we'll pick some of our our favorite and uh favorite products that we would recommend for a, a brand new hunter and then also a seasoned hunter and so um like i said in the uh uh in before we started recording not a lot of foreplay in this podcast just uh, uh we're gonna go straight to the penetration and so <laughs> <laughs> and so um i'm gonna i'm just gonna toss the ball to you right off the bat and let's start with a brand new beginning hunter and what would you recommend one the first product that you would recommend for a brand new hunter
1: so i struggled with the brand new hunter because i i was like should i should I be 30,000 foot view and be broad with what I want to tell them to get? Yeah. Or do I want to be a little more detailed? Yeah. Um, so I got, I guess I'm doing a little bit of both. So we're talking about a bow hunter in this situation. Cause when I, I'm, as a deer hunter, that's v- majority of what I am. I mean, I have broken out the boomstick, but that's what I prefer and in love is, is bow hunting. So I would say for the bow hunter or any hunter, I guess, from a gear standpoint, the first thing I would recommend and not in any particular order, but you, once I've started running these, it changed the way I was able to handle different situations. You have got to have a good base layer on your body. Good. So I would recommend a good merino wool base layer now if you pulled my toes and said which ones i have only ever owned uh, black ovis base layers
0: okay
1: um i had them six years ago i think i bought them off camo fire when they were having a sale i don't know what other merino wool base layers feel like i'm sure they're good i don't care what brand but merino wool is the way to go on a base layer and that's what i would do that's that's the first thing i would recommend
0: that's uh, absolutely a great uh, suggestion. I, uh, I know that when I moved up from cotton and, you know, like the when I was a kid, man, I, I wore long johns, uh, long john bottoms and long john tops. The You know what I'm talking about. And that was my quote unquote base layer, 100% cotton soaked by the time I get to the tree stand and then just shiver all hunt long right so 100% agree with you on the base layers I had a gut feeling you were going to go with that so I went in the same category as far as clothing is concerned but I my first product for someone who is new to hunting would be a really good pair of socks and I know that sounds pretty basic but um marine uh merino wool again would be a really good uh, option uh yeah. moisture wicking uh dries really quick holds warmth right and so depending on where you hunt in the country the you know if you hunt in the south you might just need uh you know a a mid to lightweight sock if you're hunting in the uh midwest you know where it snows and can get below freezing quite a bit during the rudder or even into the gun season, um, there's a brand called Altera Alpaca, and it's similar to Merino wool, but it's made of alpaca. And so uh, it has the same properties as Merino wool does, where it wicks moisture and holds warmth, but it's a thicker, thicker, durable sock. Like three years ago, four years ago, I bought a pair, or two pair, and, dude, they, they're not only durable, but they last for or, or but they do the job they, they do the job of wicking the moisture away and uh, uh, and since then you know when you pair that with a good boot, then your feet
1: stay dry, you stay warm and it's a win-win. A good rule of thumb would be if it touches your body mm-hmm. if it comes in contact with your skin, it should be merino wool mm-hmm That would pretty well get you – I mean, obviously, there's some things that will be contact with your hands and head maybe that aren't all the time. But, yeah, I'm the same way. That's all I – I'm wearing merino wool socks right now in my work boots, actually. Like, I I pretty much don't wear boots with socks other than wool. Right, right. And that doesn't mean hot. You know, people – I think people uh, confuse wool with being warm all the time. Yeah. You can buy merino wool socks that are lightweight and, you know – thinner than your cotton socks that you could buy. That doesn't mean you're going to have hot feet. Um, and I'm, we'll wait till my list for the, uh, the more experienced hunter comes up, but it's just, it, like you said, it helps when you get warm feet, it wicks the moisture way easier. Um, they're, they're comfortable. So yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a good, that's a good choice. Yep. All
0: right. What's your next one on the new hunter recommendation?
1: All right. I might be cheating a little bit, but my next two items both have to do with the bow. Um, but I'm going to cheat on one of them. And I'm, I'm being a little bit specific because I think it goes without saying that you need to get a bow that's worth a shit. Um, and you don't have to buy a brand new bow. I've got my bow is a 2011 Bowtech assassin. I'm still shooting a bow that's 12 years old now at this point. It's a good bow. And I love that thing. But, you know, I, I think if you get a bow that's used Honestly, anything within the last 10 years should be a decent bow, but I would go get it tuned, make sure it's shooting straight. If you don't know how to do that sort of stuff, find somebody that knows how to do it. A good uh, archery shop should be able to for you. But to me, a lot of new hunters, you know, they'll they'll get it. They'll go buy a brand new Matthews bow or whatever. They'll go do all these things, and then they'll put cheap-ass broadheads on the end of an arrow. Yeah. So I've got... mechanical recommendation and a fixed blade recommendation on broadheads for for new folks
0: okay so you you're your let's just lump we can lump this in uh, as are you lumping this in as one this is one item okay one item all right um what are those what are those recommendations
1: okay so for mechanical um and i recently switched to that for deer um because i've done a lot of research on mechanical broadheads i've never hunted with mechanicals until uh, this past year but i like the sever 1.5 okay um if you are looking to learn more about mechanical broadheads i would highly suggest people check out a guy named john lusk i think the name of his page is lusk archery adventures yeah and and he tests every broadhead that you can think of out there i think and he does them on mechanicals and and i actually came to the decision on the sever 1.5s through kind of watching him and talking to other people, so several one point five mechanical broadhead is what I would go with. Yeah, on the mechanical side. Gotcha. On the fixed blade side, um, there's a lot of options. I've I've hunted with a bunch, and you know Wasp is a great brand. I've hunted with Slick Tricks before, um, but I really like. Th- now they are premium product, but I have hunted with these for a few years before this last year, and the Iron Will solids are some badass blades yeah. and some badass broadheads. Yeah. Um, now they are full transparency. When I bought my my set for three broadheads, I spent one hundred and ten dollars.
0: Yeah. So that's up. That's up there in price, and that could be a
1: potential
0: big commitment so, for a brand. It's new a home. premium
1: product, right? Let's just call it that, right? It's right. A, in its space, it's a premium-priced product. Yeah. Yes. Yes. However, if you're if you're, look at it this way, right? You spend thousands of dollars on your bow, hundreds of dollars on your arrows, um, your release, all this stuff. The broadhead is the the thing that actually kills the animal, right? agree so don't put a piece of crap plastic you know garbage thing on the end of it and then wonder why i didn't get a pass through or um you know all that stuff so i don't know if, if you were going to go cheap on something i would not make it the broadhead almost if you're a new hunter yeah um think somewhere else you can cut it you know your you release i don't know what um but anyway th- that's the solid um, the fixed blade broadhead I would recommend is the uh, the Iron Wheels. They're just badass, but good a good quality fixed blade broadhead yeah. would be even a better recommendation, I guess. Which you can find out there, man. There, there's some good stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of uh, a lot of good things about Iron Will. Uh, I myself am a wasp guy through and through. Uh, the heads that I use are made in America, and I just it, it, when something like that. And you made the great point. um, You kill, like, it's the thing that does the damage that causes the animal to die, right? That's what the broadhead does. And so, man, when just the number of years and the number of deer that I've killed and have found with my wasps, it's just, it would be very hard for me from a confidence level to walk away from that. And knowing knowing that they're made in america the heads that i use of theirs are made in america is even better yet so um i don't know i i love wasp um
1: yeah and if i'm not well i know iron wheels are made in america and if i'm not mistaken so are severs yeah i think Um, think you're right which is cool yeah because i mean if if i can help it i like stuff that's made in the usa right right um and I think both of those are, I know iron wheels are sever would be the one i am not positive on, but I'm pretty sure they come from the Northwest somewhere.
0: Yeah. Great. Okay. So my next product for a brand new hunter. And what I say is obviously time in the stand is invaluable, right? The more time that you can spend in, in a tree stand or out hunting, whatever it is, you're trying to hunt, um, the more time, the better. And we have to realize that the more we think about deer hunting or hunting in general, th- the more that we'll be prepared for whatever scenario. And so, my next product is going to be Hunt Stand or some kind of, you know, Hunt Stand is the example that I'm going to use because I use it, but also there's other products out there, uh, like a, a, a hunting app. And so, what that does is it, it allows I'm not going to get into the details of what makes Hunt stands Hunt Stand right you can go to their website and check it out but the reason that I like that in, in products like this is because when you have some free time you can hop on a map you can e scout you can e scout on an out of state hunt you can e scout and you can just look at the terrain you can look at the the top the topo lines you can say okay here is a good place to, to start. And then you just, you, you learn about the property. And then when you go out and actually do your scouting, you leave the marks, right? The the waypoints and the pin drops on the map. And it just allows you to gather information. And as any new hunter, the more information that you have, the better. So I, my, my second, uh, my second recommendation would definitely be a hunting, a hunting app like
1: HuntStand. Dude, I'm I'm a perfect example. I wasn't going to say that, and that's a great uh, that's a great recommendation because I remember when I was a brand new elk hunter, mm-hmm. um, I did not have a GPS app system on my phone. I didn't pay for one, and I remember my first year, all I had was one of those yellow Garmin GPS units. Yeah, um, the cheapest one you could get, and what it would do is it would you could mark a location, and then it would show you where you were. But all it was was two dots on a screen. Yeah. There was nothing else there. And I remember my very first day elk hunting, my brother-in-law um, had me go a different direction from where he was. And I, I probably only got 100 yards away from him. And I started feeling very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because when you're in the dark timber, when you when you make an elevation change of just like even 30 feet, you feel like you're on a different mountainside all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. And you can easily get lost. And I did not feel comfortable with that little Garmin because all it showed me was where camp was and where I was. Mm-hmm. There could have been three mountain ranges between me and that camp. I wouldn't have known that. Right. Right. So I felt very uncomfortable. And the very next year I, I went and got, um, mapping service. I actually had two, still do, but, um, and you know, I can go anywhere and I know exactly where I'm at. I know exactly which way I'm traveling. It's just, uh, And even for whitetail hunting, it makes me feel better, especially if I'm like, I checked out some new public stuff this year and I didn't, I never got worried about where I was at or where I needed to be. It it was, it's a great recommendation and it's not that expensive either.
0: Yeah. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run, It's only for the fans.
1: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
0: Uh, Years ago, and I'm talking like 10, over 10 years ago, I got lost uh, turkey hunting when I was in Alabama. It was one of those days where, almost like what it is today here in Iowa, overcast like real thick overcast. So you really can't see shadows. So you really can't tell where the sun is in the sky. Um, and so that so I, I got in there, I was chasing a Turkey. I got kind of turned around a little bit and I wish I had an app like that to get back to my truck. But um, I spent the next seven hours in the woods trying to get out of there. And luckily right at dark, I found my way to the road uh, and walked back to my truck i got i got lucky um yeah because that's it, not a fun feeling no it, it, it was a little scary even in even in the eastern part of the united states i was a pretty big uh, piece of public that i was on yeah so uh no, yeah I, imagine i'm a
1: little bitch too so yeah. like <laughs> if yeah i start feeling a little uh uncomfortable i remember like when i got lost dude i started trying to find my brother-in-law and i i might even like started calling his name yeah you think, you think that's good for elk hunting? <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, I don't, I don't remember if I did or not, but I was, I did not like it. I'll tell yeah. you that much. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, feel 10 times better with a mapping service. Yeah.
0: Now, now after using one, imagine your life uh, without one, it would don't be, know it would, it would it. be crazy. Like, yeah, you'd have to go backwards. Like, and, and just man, like, I can't, I can't even today on properties that I've hunted you know, for fifteen years using it to make sure I'm walking in a straight line to my tree stand. Right? And and not having to shine my headlights up in the tree hoping to catch my tree stand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yep.
1: yep. Yep.
0: All right. What's your third product for the new hunter?
1: So third third product for the new bow hunter is probably the smallest item that might be in the arsenal of a hunter. Okay. But I think it's vital, especially for new hunters, and that is a lighted knock. Okay. And I personally, and I have no sponsorships through any companies on this. I personally use nocturnal lighted knocks. I've always had good luck with them. Yep. Um, and I wish I had started using them right off the bat. And when I mean using a lighted knock, I do not mean just when you're hunting. I mean, when you're shooting your bow in the yard, when you're shooting, if you go to 3D things to help yourself get more ready, I mean, shooting it then. And what I think it does is it helps a hunter track their arrow easier um obviously it gives you a decent idea of where you might have hit the deer if you shot at it yeah it just it tells you a lot about the flight of your arrow what's going on and it's so much easier for a new hunter if they've got that that they're seeing yeah and so if i were them and they are not cheap i guess compared to like regular knocks that come with your arrow But I think, like a set of, I think you get three nocturnals in a package, and I think they cost, I don't know, man, like 20 bucks maybe. Maybe. I mean, they're not cheap, but go buy six of them your first year. Use three of them as your practice ones. The rest of them you can hold for hunting. And they make this little tool where you can turn them on and off easier, or you can use a pocket knife and just shoot with them. And I think that would help archers, especially new archers. And, you know, they add a touch more weight than what your normal knock would have, which is why I would always shoot with them. Even when they die, keep them in your arrows. Yeah. And that's what you're practicing with because that you, you should be shooting what you're going to be shooting when you're hunting. Yeah. So I would recommend lighted knocks.
0: Gotcha. Okay. That's interesting. Um, my my only real experience with lighted knocks was kind of a bad one and i haven't used them yet but that was several years ago and i know that the, there's been a lot of there's been technology change to allow them to i i honestly i'd shoot them and i could not get them to shut off like i, I would yeah, pull on them yeah. and click on them and and they would just be on i'd shoot them one time and then they would be on and they so they can be
1: a little bit of a pain in the ass like for instance sometimes when i when i'm hunting a lot when i you know, when I get up in my tree stand, obviously, I I knock an arrow, right? Right. Well, sometimes when you knock the arrow, it turns on the lighted knock. Right. So I keep that. I've just, you know, I've gotten used to it over the years. I keep that tool with me, and it's just a little tiny, looks like a key almost. Yeah. I, I keep it with me in my pack, and if I do that, I just pop it out and turn the knock off right there on my, my bow. But, yeah, and I've heard, some people have had issues before with the knock falling out or whatever, but... I have shot nocturnals knock on wood for at least five years, at least. And I have never had an issue. Awesome. Um, so, you know, you got to get the right size for your your arrow and you, sh- you should be good to go, I would think. But yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of them.
0: Good. Well, it, yeah, I, I think that's a great point. And it, you know, allows you to see if there's any, you know, with a lighted knock looking down range, if there's any Planing, or your arrow's doing something it's not supposed to do. It's more identifiable. It's like if it's yeah. coming out, if your arrow's coming out sideways, usually means that your rest is is off at some point, and so right, you got to get that. um Let's see here. Well,
1: and, I mean, you can find your arrow easier, right? I yeah. mean, if it passes through, or if it's still in the deer, you see this lighted knock running through the woods. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just uh there's a lot of benefits, in my opinion, especially for a new person. Um, That I would, I would, I would go with those for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, this is kind of, this is kind of a, I don't know, this isn't groundbreaking stuff. What I'm telling you for a new hunter, Uh, because my, my first one was socks, right? A, A basic item. My third one is boots.
1: And hey. I'm not mad at you. No. You wait until we get to the season hunter. My list, you're going to be like, is this what you brought to me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, um, <laughs> boots.
0: It is the, in, in my opinion, when it comes to hunting period, not, not necessarily whether you're a gun hunter or a bow hunter, whether you're backcountry or, or walking out your back door. I, I, I think a, a good, comfortable, pair of boots matched with a a, a, a Merino wool sock or that, Al, that Altera alpaca sock, if if my feet go, whether I'm getting blisters out in the backcountry or on an elk hunt and I'm walking around and my feet start to hurt or um, I'm not feeling like the support is there that I need on a pack out or if I am you know, standing in a tree stand and, and, or, uh, walking to the, walking through some moisture or things like that. I, I feel like hunting boots and I don't mean rubber boots. No, no, I don't mean rubber boots. I mean, hiking slash hunting boots, something like, uh, here, here's a, and I don't want to give, there's a lot of good brands out there, but here's a couple, uh, the crispy Thors. That's what I have, of. I, I've been wearing the same boot the same pair of crispy Thors now for four years i think maybe even five uh they this might have been the last year on them but five years I've replaced the uh uh I, I, the only thing I've had to replace is the shoestrings on them and then I also applied additional water repellent to them but other yep. than other than that the the soles are just now starting to Crack a little bit um, on the backside, but that's after hundreds of miles of abuse and through all types of snow, you know, uh, rock, dirt, getting wet, then drying out, getting wet, then drying out, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, But another and the other brand would have been a Danner uh, pronghorn. That boots a little bit heavier, but it's it's more it's hefty. It's more of a hefty, uh, durable boot, and again, I still wear wear that. Um, that's a really a, a boot, a good boot. And then uh, I also wear a pair of boots. Um, man, I forget I forget the name of the boot, and I I just I had it in my head, but I just forgot it. Um, <laughs> it's from Lacrosse. It's not a rubber boot though. It's they have this. Uh, lacrosse has this new lineup and it's like uh kind of a hybrid where it's laces and everything like that but the bottom it portion around the bottom of the boot like up to your heel and ankle is rubber so water you know just obviously doesn't get in but that's a real those are the three boots that i wear throughout the year i don't wear rubber boots anymore and neither do i yeah and so Number one, when you're walking, it needs to be comfortable and you can walk and, and stand up in it. But it also needs to do what you want it to do in the in the hot heat or the you know the winter cold or you know match that with a sock. Uh, you might need to look at a boot with some insulation in it if you're in the Midwest and you're looking to take that boot into the the fall and, and winter time frame. Um, and if you're in the South, maybe no insulation. So. My recommendation would be look at uh, invest in a very good pair of boots right away.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your
0: happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
1: If you only had $500 to spend on clothing, let's call it. Yeah. I would tell you to spend money on good socks and boots before clothes. Yeah. Um, now, yes, if you're running cotton clothing and blue jeans, it's going to suck. Yeah. But, you can handle it. Yeah. You cannot handle it if your feet are done. Yeah. And you won't you won't keep walking. You won't do it. Yeah. If you're sweating your ass off, yeah, it's not going to be fun, but you're you can keep going. So, like I would spend my money on boots first and I'm in the, I'm in the same boat as you. I used to a long time ago, that's what I would wear into the stands is rubber boots. And I'd, you know, feel like I'm going to fall out of the tree climbing up because you got this big thing on your foot um and now uh I'll, what's interesting so the boot i would recommend is is a Zamberlan Links that's what i uh wear yeah and the, the links that i have cuz i have another set of Zamberlands and they're they're named um the Crestas i believe and they're badass boots but these links have what's called the Boa system have you heard of that no it is a shoelaceless system
0: oh you drink so it
1: yeah, yeah yeah it's like a and at first, when I first got that boot, the first few weeks that I wore it, I did not like that system. I'm like, I don't like this. I want to go back to shoelaces. So that's when I got the Crestas, and they're are they're laced-up boots, and they're great boots. But what's funny is a year later, whenever I go into my closet to grab the boots to go hunting, guess which ones I grab? Mm-hmm. It's those Lynxes, and it's just it's nice. You don't have shoelaces getting caught on, uh, you know, brushes or whatever or even on your your steps sometimes i've had that happen um i really like that boa system now do you need it no but it's cool um and i don't know that it makes the boot any more expensive i don't remember how much the link was links was that didn't have it but i mean so and then before that i i ran uh loas a brand called loa
0: yep i've heard of them before
1: and so between you and i we have mentioned five different brands of boots and those are all quality brands I you know I would say Crispy, um those are the those
0: are the cream of the crop if like yeah they are the very top
1: but like you got lacrosse Danner Loa uh kinetrek I mean I'm, I'm just trying to think of all these different brands off the top of my head there there's some really good brands of boots out there um that like, I would rock my Rocky's another. Yeah. Um, it's aggravating me that I don't think of some other ones I know, but like there's some really good brands out there and yeah, you're going to get what you pay for in boots. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that in boots, um, you will. Okay. Uh, there's also Keen, there's also yeah. Mendel sneeze, um, Hoffman boots are out of a uh, USA. So anyway, you will get in with boots. I'm a firm believer that you will get what you pay for. Right. Right. So if you go find a $60 pair of boots, you're going to get $60 worth of good boots. Right. Um, you know, now Krispies, uh, some other brands, they're going to be three fifty plus, yeah, but you are going to be happy with your purchase in my opinion. So,
0: and uh, uh, just as a reminder, this is, uh, to each their, to each your own right type of conversation. Because dude, I know guys who hunt in new balance, tennis shoes. So whatever. Oh yeah. That's another possibility. Yeah, Right. (laughs) So, so don't look past the new balance.
1: (laughs) Well, like if you're just like, I'm, I'm talking about out West at home, like a, it'll do anything you want. Right. If you're going hunting, let's say you, you know, you hunt 15 acres behind your house and it's a sixty-degree day in mid-September or early October, let's say. Yeah, throw on a pair of shoes. Who cares? Like, you're you're not going out in the elements, and you're walking 150 yards. Uh, that's fine. Right. I mean, those are comfortable. New Balance, they're comfortable. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of talking about like the guy that might be going out west or doing some public land, running and gunning, um, where you're you're going to be walking. You know, you can use a pair of tennis shoes, sure, but what if you have to cross a creek that's eight inches deep or what if you get in a bunch of mud and muck? You're going to wish you probably had some Gore-Tex going on there. Yeah, absolutely. So, All
0: right, what is your first product for the seasoned hunter?
1: All right, so you're going to laugh. All three of my products for the seasoned hunter are new products for me this season. Okay, all right. And I have... I have now gotten to the point in my hunting career where I am fine-tuning a bunch of stuff. Probably tinkering too much, but all three of these things this year I started using, and I freaking love them. Yeah. So what should I go with first? Um, okay, I'm going to go, since you started with socks on the new hunter, I'm also going to start with socks. All right. But, so I am a guy, and I've noticed this with my, my clothing— my clothing that I now wear when it gets colder has made it to where I can stay out longer. Um, I'm, I'm just more comfortable in a tree stand, you know, in my core body temperature. Right. However, my feet suck and they get cold and I've gotten to the point the last few years where I have gotten down out of my tree because my feet are freezing. Right. Nothing else, just my feet. And um, so this year I started, I got my first pair of insulated boots and while the boots help me, they still don't keep me from starting to have problems after, you know, three, four hours. And I'm talking in colder temps, right? So I bought, and I have a pair and I'm sure there's people out there that are going to scream at their, uh, at their radio, listening to me say this. But I have had a pair of Arctic Shield boot covers for five years in my closet. You're a bum. I have not. I know. <laughs> I have not once put them in my pack. They're just—they're just so freaking gigantic. I—I I don't put them in my pack, huh. and so um, I've never used them. And so this year, I bought my first pair of heated socks. Yeah. And they are freaking badass, Dan.
0: Are, are they Bluetooth?
1: Uh, not the ones I bought. The ones okay. I bought, I got, it has a remote. Gotcha. Um, and they're actually, the brand is called Field Shear. Oh, I,
0: yeah. I've actually had those guys on this podcast before.
1: Oh, have you really? Yep. Okay. Yep. So they, they make heated insoles yep. and heated socks that have a app, but I bought the ones that have the uh, the remote, I guess yep. you'd call it. Right. And dude, I don't have to worry about my feet anymore. If I start getting a little bit of chill, I turn them on low. And then 15 minutes later, my my toes aren't throbbing anymore. Right and uh, and those batteries, like I, I'm, I was worried about having a battery on the side of my leg. You don't even know it's there, man. Yeah. It's and and the ones I'm wearing are actually a uh, a wool blend too. They're not um, synthetic. So I don't know, man. Like those have been a game changer for me, just because the one thing on my body that has always caused me problems when it gets really cold is my toes. Yeah. And it did, you know the the insulated boots. Still didn't keep it from happening. They helped. They made me go longer, but it still happened. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say field shear heated socks.
0: Okay. I like that. I like that answer. And it's not on my list, but I, I am going to give an honorable mention to the Arctic Shield boot covers because I use them all the time. I use them all the time when it's cold. And they, in my opinion, are the lifesaver of like once I, once I ended up buying the Arctic shield boot covers, it's been, it's been, it's just been a different hunting for me. I am, because my, I agree with you. Once my feet go, uh, I'm not even in the hunt anymore. And so these have kept my, since I started using them, these have kept my feet nice and toasty and uh, that I don't want to leave the tree stand. So
1: it's, it's hilarious to me that I've had those for so long. Yeah, and you know, I I equate Arctic Shield boot covers with me taking my medicine as a kid or some shit. Like, yeah. I knew it would make me feel better, and I have it there at my disposal. Disposal, but I just refused to take my medicine.
0: Yeah,
1: um, because I would I would look at them. I, they'd be sitting there, and I'd be like, those things are huge. I'm not putting them in my pack. Yeah. Or if I if I had them in my pack, there's been a few times I've had them with me, and then I look at them, I'm like, I don't want to dick with putting these on. I'm just going to go home. Like, it's just hilarious that I knew that. And I've heard from everybody that's ever told me Arctic shield boot covers are are great. They do the job. Yeah. And I still got them, but I just wouldn't put them on. So, Hey, teach their own. I'm a heated socks guy now. And that's what I'll go with for a while.
0: Yeah. All right. My first seasoned Hunter, uh, recommendation would be day six arrows. This not only is the owner of the company a badass bow hunter who is very critical about the equipment that he uses throughout the, you know, throughout the year. I know him, Um, but day six arrows are that they're not cheap. They're a carbon arrow. They have an outsert. I think they offer an insert and an outsert. I shoot the outserts, um, which adds a little bit more weight to the front of the arrow. But I bumped up my arrow game a handful of years ago, went to a couple different arrows, and found a really good happy place with day six. I, I shoot the 275s with a total. My, my arrow weight, uh, I shoot a four-fletched arrow as well. And so my total arrow weight with a hundred grain wasp jackhammer this year was sitting right around 524 grains. Now you can go a lot higher than that, uh, as far as total arrow weight is concerned. But that's is my. It, what did you
1: say about your broadhead? Is it a hundred
0: grain? It's right now it's a hundred grain. Uh,
1: okay.
0: Uh, jackhammer, three blade jackhammer. And so these are these are not cheap compared to the Eastons out there, uh, compared to the Carbon Express or whatever the other. You know, the the gold tip arrows that are out there, these are big boy arrows. And I feel like they're manufactured with like the smallest tolerance in the industry, meaning from a from a straight a, uh, straight and straightness standpoint, they they are the straightest arrow on the market and. Um, they're durable the way they're built, and I'm just a huge fan of them uh, for for several reasons. And they haven't uh, they haven't led me wrong. I've I don't even know if I've ever had one break where I've only found like half an arrow. Once I you know sometimes you shoot a deer, it hits opposite side shoulder, and maybe as they're running away, yeah, they break it they off. Break off. I I don't think I've ever had one uh, break off before um so it i love love the arrow um that's really it you know uh i don't have too much you know too many details about the actual product itself other than it's bat. they're badass
1: that's a good recommendation because with season hunters as you well are well aware when you be you know when you get into this game a little more then you start really tinkering with your setups your, you know, your bow set up everything. You really start like, and uh, there's some folks out there probably thinking about doing something different with arrows. So, yeah.
0: well, uh, I'll say this, and it's the combination of the arrow, the four fletch, uh, and the broadhead that I'm confident in. And it uh, for me, it all comes down to confidence. So, uh, I don't want to sound like a broken record and get back into all that again. But the that arrow setup is just money to me. So definitely highly recommend that, that uh, brand. Uh, what's your next big uh, season, Hunter? Okay. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Another new product for me this year. Okay. Um, I've always made fun of people who have worn these, and now I am one that wears them. Is that face paint? And if you paint? don't believe, uh, I wear face paint, yes, <laughs> but it's not in there. Um, not all the time, but sometimes. Uh, I, by the way, hardy face paint. if they're still in business, that's what I would recommend. But anyways, <laughs> uh, I don't know if they're still in business, man. I, I keep I'm having a hard time finding it, so I don't know what happened there. but anyways, I if you don't believe me, go to our Instagram and you will see a reel of me wearing it for the first time. and then I've worn it pretty much every time since. okay? Now, full disclosure, we are sponsored by Huntworth. Oh. okay? I that doesn't mean shit. I'm yeah. telling you I wear this thing. And it's the best thing ever. And that is a vest. Okay. And they've got a vest. It's called their, uh, it's their new heat boost line and it's their Saskatoon vest. And I never realized what I was missing when I, until I started wearing a vest. I, it's just, it's the best thing ever. I have, you know, more mobility in my arms because I'm not wearing a second coat or you know, or if I'm just wearing my my sweatshirt and I get a little chill, I can put that vest on and I still feel like I'm. There's nothing on my arms. I mean, and the vest itself is cool because it's got uh, chest pockets too, so you can put like your rangefinder in the chest pocket. Um, it's got lined pockets, uh, so if your hands get cold, you can stick them in there and you know get them warm. It's just the best damn thing ever. I I never thought I'd be a vest guy, but Huntworth Saskatoon Heat Boost Vest badass
0: and so it comes with a little battery
1: no it's not a heat oh, oh, okay
0: it's not a heat okay
1: no it's not a heated vest it's just a vest it, it's their it's their heat boost line gotcha um yeah sorry is that a uh, so
0: is that like uh insulation filled or is that like a fleece
1: yeah it's like it's like an insulation filled it's um gotcha. puffy well no it's not a puffy excuse it's me i said that to you wrong it's just a. Uh, I i mean it's very thin um it's windproof Uh, it's got like, yeah, it's got like a fleece lining. I'd say I'm looking at it right now as we're talking. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's got the chest pockets. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's more like a fleece lining, almost like a, uh, lamb's wool feel to it. Yep. Yeah. So it's not, uh, it's not puffy. It's, um, quiet and yeah, it doesn't add any bulk to yourself. I mean, you're just, it's like, it's like you're not wearing it, but you, you get the added benefit of not freezing your ass off. So, right. Um, I don't know why I haven't wore a vest before now, but there you go. yeah, there's my second recommendation,
0: yeah, that's uh that's a that's a good one because I am a vest guy when when it's right. like if it gets too cold, man there there is a there's this this area where I feel a vest uh operates very well in, and that is the late october warm november day time frame where it's just i don't know it, i i like going almost with uh, a hoodie and a vest and then yeah and then that's all all you really need and dude i, I have uh it's an, it's one of their first runs of the product and i've had it a long time i mean i've had it since i went to like 2014 i think i've had this and it it's the uh, Calvin light from Sitka, it's a vest. I wear it all the time S- still to this day I wear it all the time because it's light it has the wind stop in it and it holds the holds the heat. And so even when it's really windy on let's say like a, uh, a 40 degree day where too much too much layering would make you hot but that's just enough to stop the wind, and keep you warm. And so I, I like, uh, That's great, man. yeah, I like that. All and right.
1: even like when it gets really cold, what I started doing this year is I would put the vest underneath my, my big coat. Yeah. So then it's like, I'm wearing two coats, but I don't have to wear two coats in the arms. Right. You know, cause then you start really feeling like marshmallow man. Right. And, uh, I mean, you can ask Micah, man, I used to make fun of him for wearing vests. You know, I'd, 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 see him show up to the house in a vest and I'd be like, what are we going to go drink some wine across the country? Like <laughs> you freaking loser. Like I used to make fun of him, but I, I, I was wrong. I will admit it. Vests are awesome. So right. it's for me, it's the, uh, the, the, Huntworth vest or, you know, like I said, any vest, um, I think windproof is helpful. Uh, even though you're not, you know, windproofing your arms. Sure. Right. But man, you're right. It's just, it's just enough to keep you from getting cold. Right. So
0: absolutely. I love it. All right, my next—I have a specific product that I want to talk about, but I almost wanted to just say the whole the whole line. I, I'm gonna, I'll stick—I'll stick with the the specific product, but then I'll kind of just talk about the company in general. But the Crossfire HD fourteen hundred is a new product that I got this year. It's from Vortex Optics. It's a rangefinder. It's freaking badass and it comes in a pouch and i don't know it's it's my last rangefinder before I, I went to vortex had just it 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 wasn't bright enough the what you're looking at seemed blurred uh it wasn't crisp and and then i got this uh, crossfire hd 1400 and it's just like it's, it's sweet, man. And I don't know, I don't know what makes, like, I don't know what makes a good range finder, a good rangefinder. All I know is this one's badass and I feel like it would be a really good improvement to a seasoned hunter, whether you're out West doing, I'm guessing anything inside 1400 yards, uh, or you're a tree stand guy with that, uh you know it's got that uh i think all almost all rangefinders now have that angle compensation in them yep. but the 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 crossfire HD now with that said if you if you've been hunting for let's just say 15 years even 10 years 10 15 20 years whatever and you don't have a good pair of optics let's say like binoculars man I really think you're missing out I, I I think like for me I love having a good pair of optics on my chest so I'm a huge fan of the brand vortex and and what they do and and how that business operates but vortex as a whole as far as far as the products man you, you can't go wrong so
1: well and they've got and funny enough my rangefinder um, uh, that I've had for years, I don't even know how old it is at this point, was yeah. a Vortex uh, Ranger 1300. And I really like that one because uh, it has a clip on it, which really makes me happy because I am one of those guys who I have tried time and time again, Dan, and you can ask the boys with, the, you know, Micah and Andy, Yeah. I try it every time we go hunting. And by the end of the hunt, I've got it off. Yeah. I do not like wearing a vinyl harness. Yeah. I, 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 I love mine. Yeah. And they love theirs too. And they're like, dude, I don't know why. I'm just like, I don't know what it is. I just, every time I'll start taking it off by the end of the hunt, but that doesn't mean I'm not taking glass with me right Um, now. The rangefinder is a given that should be there. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm with you. And what I like about companies like vortex and um, like we're sponsored by Athlon optics. Those companies have lifetime warranties on their shit. Yeah and fact. It you know, like you can step on it and break it and let them know and you know, you're going to be getting a new one at some point. So yeah. um yeah, I would think most seasoned hunters should be I don't care what rangefinder you're running, I guess, but this is what you've recommended. Yeah. And if you've got a garbage rangefinder, that's just asking for problems.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I I I tried to envision products that you take it away from me and I wouldn't be very good at hunting. It would be, you take a range finder away from me and I would not be very oh good at Oh shit. Dude, me either. <laughs> dude, we, we went
1: and done 3D hunts together or 3D yeah. shoots together. Um, we like to go to 3Ds to kind of get us ready for the season. And it gives you an opportunity to see different, uh, like different targets and different elevations and stuff. Yeah. And we did one, one time where, we tried doing, um, what's it called? We're, uh, unknown. So you have to guess the, the range. Yeah. And I think our very first shot, I guessed it around like 30 yards and it was like 44. And I I lost that arrow and I'm like, Nope, I'm done. I'm using a (laughs) rangefinder because honestly, if I'm hunting anything 20 and in, I might not range because I can tell the damn things close to me. Close enough. Yeah. But anything outside of 20, I'm probably going to be ranging because I know it's not right on top of me. Right. Um, so I'm not going to be that guy that's like, yeah, that looks like 48 and it's 48. I'm, yeah. I'm just not good at it. I can't, I have bad depth perception apparently.
0: Yeah. All right. Last product. For, okay. For this one is 100. a
1: very, very small product, but. So this season, if anybody's been keeping up with us at all, I had to do some pivoting and I started hunting some public ground. I started doing some running and gunning yep. and I hunted off the ground a lot. And I also, you know, we're doing some set hanging and HME makes a tree strap that goes around your tree and has three hooks on it. And I would set up on the ground and I'd, i tuck up next to a tree or I'd, you know, find somewhere to tuck up and I would put this tree strap around a tree next to me and I would hang my bow from it. Or I would, um, if I got up into a tree and I, you know, I'm not hanging or I'm not hunting out of preset, um, stands anymore because I'm doing some running and gunning. Right. And I would put this strap around the tree and, uh, I would be able to hang my bag, my, my bow, and anything else I wanted to and I just looked them up they are freaking like seven bucks Yeah. now I would say I'm sure there's straps out there that are more high end than this one Um, for you know those those saddle hunters and um, people who are really big time running gun hunters they're probably laughing at me when I say this one but I'm telling you for seven bucks I never had to worry about where I was going to hang my bow or where I was going to put it yeah. And it, it's really small. I would, I would roll it up around my fingers and then I'd, I'd tuck it in my pack somewhere. And then as soon as I got ready to set up, I'd put that around the tree and I'd, I'd hang my bow right in front of me. Um, Cause I usually use the tree as a, you know, uh, a barrier between me and which way I thought the deer would be coming. And um, I was just, I don't know what I would have done if I forgot it, like lay my bow on the ground you know, what was I going to do? And and I really just don't like my bow sitting on the ground. So um, the HME tree strap, I don't even know if that's what it's called.
0: Yeah. From hun- hunting made easy is the, yeah. Is HME. The yeah. Hunting yep.
1: made easy. There you go. Yep. Um, stupid, stupid, tiny little product. But once again, just like you said, functionality, if you were to take it. Yeah. If you were to take it away from me this year, I'd be like, well, shit. <laughs> right.
0: I want that. <laughs> right. So. Right. Right. All right, so mine is completely opposite of a, a strap that hangs to the tree. Mine is a very expensive product. Um, and when when we say seasoned hunter, obviously the number of years that you've been hunting does not have anything to do with the amount of money that you make in a, in a given year. But I spent money on an e-bike this summer
1: oh i'm i'm interested keep
0: talking and i i ended up getting it in after my nebraska hunt before in and i think it was probably october before my south dakota hunt and i got a uh, i got a quiet cat i looked at several brands that had similar features on them uh and so i went with a quiet cat and I'm telling you man instead of hiking two miles back I, I drove my e-bike which depending on what public land you hunt on is and how you have it set up and I'll just say this that on, on the public land that I was on I had to disconnect the throttle. So the only way I would get power is while I'm pedaling, okay?
1: But so you can do that with them.
0: It, yes, I can, uh, on this brand, on this. And that was one of the reasons. So I before I bought the e-bike, I looked into all the rules and regulations on the places that I hunt, what's allowed, what's not allowed. And so on that, on the particular pieces of public that I hunted on, that is a, a class one e-bike is the same level as a regular bicycle, okay? But if I if I connected the throttle to it, then it becomes a motorized vehicle. Okay? So, I disconnected the throttle so it's pedal power only, right? So I would get pedal assistance, not I don't know, like not like a dirt bike. Okay. So, I mean, I was going back 6 miles one day I went back 7 miles and I was doing it at 10 miles an hour. Okay, and so if I would have shot a mule deer uh, that deep, put it on my back, pack, and it's cutting down, it's cutting down everything. It's, I mean, I'm 42 years old. I have bad knees. I have uh, the beginning of a bad back, and so, and so finding the rules and regulations and getting this e-bike was, from an access standpoint, I was going deeper than everybody else, and I was doing it legally. And so, win, a, a big win right there. Second, I just got access to a brand new farm here in southern Iowa where, I, uh, where access was through only one corner, southeast corner of the property.
1: I, had I was a, just getting ready to ask you about that because I remember listening to it.
0: Yep. And so, as I'm walking in, all the deer were bedded up on this hillside that could see this gate entrance. And so when I would go in, I would see deer run away, okay? Um, But when I went through, then I had my bike in November. So in early October, I didn't have the bike. Uh, When I went there, I got the bike, or the deer would run away. I got the bike, accessed it that way, and dude, they just stand there and they look at you. And they,
1: uh, it's like, they don't perceive you as a threat. No,
0: I'm a, I'm a, I'm a truck. I'm a car. I'm a, I'm a combine. I'm, I'm not a threat. Right. And I'm driving 15 miles an hour through a cattle pasture or through a a bean field, a picked bean field or down the, down the lane or wherever I'm going. And I'm driving, I shot my buck this year and my, I could see my e-bike from where I parked it. I parked it on the backside of a pond. My tree stand was on a pond wall and it just created this really good pinch point. And so I would drive it right up to the pond. I'd lay it down. And then uh, earlier that morning, another buck that I ended up passing walked right by it. He looked at it. He was like, what, what's that? He jumped a little bit, but then walked away. And, and I'm telling you, this thing allows you to go in undetected uh and it, there's no ground scent right there's nothing yeah uh except for where you park it to where wherever your tree stand i know guys who drive it right right to the bottom of their tree stands and so Makes sense. yeah and so if, if you know if the if you if that's an option right <sighs> It, 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 it was, in a way, kind of a game-changing product for me. Uh, and I really do believe that it had something to do with getting the deer not to run off this, this very small piece of property. Or this very small portion of the property that the deer were hanging out. It allowed me to go through that gate at a fast pace. They looked at me. They said, "Okay," and then I'd crest the ridge, and they didn't see me, and so then I'd just drive right up, you know, right through, right to where I need to be, and then I walk the rest of the way, and it's a win-win. And uh, so take that how you want it. It wasn't, mm. che- it was not cheap, uh, but I, I really do. If you're looking to take something to the next level and you have the funds, that you can do that. I mean, shit, for the the price of it, you could probably buy a used four wheeler. But it used four wheelers loud. This thing's quiet.
1: And um Did you uh when you were driving, did you like make motorboat sounds with your lips? (laughs) So they they knew you were like not a threat. Right. (laughs) No. No. This is too quiet. I needed to make a little bit of noise.
0: Well, uh here on my late season hunt, I was coming out and all you could hear was the grass and the tires. Right. It was a little crunchy from some snow and ice that had accumulated on top of it. And I, I had to go (laughs) to a doe who was not going to move. She, she was just (laughs) staring right at me. Uh, And so I had to do the, I had to make some noise for her to get out of the way. And so, and they're just straight up fun to ride around on. Uh, So anyway no those that's that's an expensive that's that's an expensive product it's not like i'll be honest man back in the day i used to talk shit on e-bikes but now that i'm old and or older and i really do like i i was i'm a hypocrite now like i talked i talk shit on them but now i i'm looking at them and go hey dude definitely see where these where these are awesome no i
1: i'll tell you what man I have, they have been on my radar. Um, one of the farms I hunt and it's, it's where I killed my largest buck to date so far, but it's, it's a wide open farm. And I think you and I have talked about this before. It's a wide open farm where I'm hunting basically ditches, right? Like I'm trying to catch them coming through a ditch essentially. Right. Right. Well, one of the spots I like to go to on this farm is at least a thousand yards from, where I'm parked. Right. And it's an easy enough walk, but I'm in the wide open. Right. Like there ain't shit I can do to cover myself up. Right. And every time I'm walking in there, I'm just sitting there going, I wonder how many deer are just, just burning a hole through me right now. Right. And I I can't tell. And I, you know, it's one of those deals where I know they know I'm there. So I get from my truck to where I need to be as fast as possible and do you just get it, get it over with? You know, it's like ripping the Band-Aid off. I yeah. don't know how others would do it, but that's what I do in that situation. I I disturb the, the area quickly and get it over with. Yeah. Well, by the time I get to my area, I'm freaking tired because <laughs> I've been walking fast. Yeah. You know, I've been trying to get there. And an e-bike has been on my mind about that place particularly. Um, and then obviously other, other places like, you know, uh, publicly and hunting or whatever would be cool. So yeah. no, I, that's a good one. I mean, yeah, it's expensive. That's for sure. But, um, I like that one. And I also like how on our last, um, our last recommendations, I recommended a product that cost $7. Yeah. You recommended a product that costs $7,000. $7, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, shit. I don't think the one that I, the one that I bought wasn't 7,000, but they have models that are up there. And oh yeah. For that sure. are, that are that are even more expensive than uh, that I got. And uh, <laughs> this also has something to do with my purchase. I think I probably still would have bought, bought it, but uh, one of my good friends works for the company. So I got, <laughs> nice. I got, a, I got a 50% discount.
1: Oh, I can't beat that then. No,
0: no brainer. Yep. So I don't know if I was supposed to share that or not, but I just did. Hopefully it doesn't get fired.
1: You can always edit it out later. Right. You didn't say his name.
0: No, nope, I didn't. I didn't. All right, dude. Well, hey, uh, really appreciate you taking time out of your day to hop on and BS with us about this ge- these gear recommendations. Uh, if are you still hunting?
1: Um, I've got access to a new farm, and I actually just got photos this morning. I I went and put some cameras out there, and he's he's a he's a deer that I'm interested in. I don't know if he's a shooter or not, but um so i actually might be out there uh next few days i've got until january 15th so i got 10 days left gotcha um so i I might be getting after it but we're we're definitely starting to transition into coyote mode yeah but for
0: sure you know well mr nate thomas good luck the rest of the season and thanks for hopping on today
1: all right thanks brother